Welcome to Dose of Support. We are an interdisciplinary show that highlights healthcare workers. We share stories and self-care in healthcare every week. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Casper, a nurse practitioner and a healthcare worker just like you. Remember, I'm not your healthcare provider. Our guests are not your healthcare provider, and we're not giving healthcare advice here. Seek out care from your own healthcare provider. This podcast, host, guests, and associated social media platforms are not representing an employer or organization. It's hard out there, so let's find some self-care in healthcare. Stay tuned. Let's huddle up for another dose of support this week, and let me start by thanking you the listener, and everyone that's part of the Dose of Support community. And the reason I have to thank you is last week's episode was, I think, somewhat cathartic for me to just like get out there. And I felt really vulnerable putting it out there. But so many of you listened and reached out to me and really gave me some love and light and I I did need it. I sincerely, it was a difficult week, but things are settled now. I feel I feel a sense of closure after um, having very lovely funeral services for my loved one. And really, like, I got to spend a lot of time with family. And during the pandemic, you know, most of us haven't been able to do that. And it was so wonderful to reconnect with people that are my blood, are my family. Um, and it felt like a good closure to all the trauma of the last few weeks. And to top it off, on Monday, I was off. So I made sure to take some extra time just for me, do some yoga, do a workout, catch up on what I wanted to do and just sleep in. And so I took care of myself and you guys in this community really took care of me too. And I wanted to thank you for that. Um, This week is really different. I could tell he was nervous and excited to record. He has a really profound story, so I hope that it resonates with you and you can find some self-care strategies or reframe something that's happened to you as well. So without further ado, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Dose of Support. He's a paramedic that's Greek, but also German. And he's here with a story about, you know, stabbing, no big deal. And he has some amazing coping mechanisms to share with us. Please welcome Strato Demas. Welcome, Strato. Hello, Vanessa. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) So did you train for paramedicine? in Germany. And is that different from what it's like here in the United States? Yes, I did train uh, for paramedic. Um, I started my uh, career or my journey a few years ago, seven years ago. So you go through this, this volunteer thing and you become an EMTB, an emergency medical technician type basic. Okay. And then I decided to become an advanced EMT. Okay. And from there, there was a little transition and an acceleration for the apprenticeship of the German paramedic. 
so I decided because I love the I love the uh, paramedicine and all this stuff around. Uh, so I decided to be, to become a paramedic in Germany. Okay. Here, here in Germany, we don't go to to any kind of university um, to become an emergency medical technician or a paramedic. We go to an academy. Mm. So walk me through what a day in the life for you, Strato, the paramedic in Germany, is like. Are you in a big metropolitan area? Are you in like a countryside setting and providing emergency services there? What's a day in the life like? So my day here in Germany, I work in the southwest of Germany, uh, near to Stuttgart, if you Anybody who listens to this know this. This is the headquarter of Mercedes-Benz. So this is where, where I come from. Uh, just to, to let you know, I work in a small city, our own area we serve are about 90,000 people. Wow. It's like a suburban area. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. That's the, that's the, uh, the, the perfect term. Very good. Okay. Yes. So do you, I'm guessing that paramedics in Germany, just like they do here, work in shifts. So do you do all the shifts or one of the shifts? Tell me. Right. Um, we here in Germany, um, where I work, work for 12 hours um, a shift. Can you just do day shift or can you just do night shift? You can just do days or nights, uh, but... Um, it's very hard to to find an employer who supports that because really? uh, okay. we try to uh, give equal rights to every uh, employee, to okay. every paramedic, to every AMT. Um, so it's very difficult, but po- it's it's possible. In America, there is usually a medical director for for any paramedic group where a medical physician is the ultimate decision maker. Does your group have something like that? Yes. Uh, here in Germany, we work um, a lot with emergency physicians who are also and have also their own emergency physician vehicles. Okay. Um, so, they, so they drive even um, and come to the scene where the paramedics are. And so if you we want to give some drugs or to to um, do something in specific uh, i.e the heart attack Mm -hmm. so you you got a STEMI and uh, you need to give the drugs and you need to um, to stabilize the patient so we learned all that but anyways we have to call an emergency physician um, to on scene this gray gray area we call this here in germany um because of the of the legal stuff and the rights, it's very hard. There only physicians are allowed to give drugs. Wow! Um, paramedics learn that stuff. Yeah. So we are we are trained in giving medicine, and but we are not allowed to give drugs. That's so stupid. <laughs> I'm like it, it, I'm it, mad it, for you. <laughs> like... It is. It is. Um, but there are a few. A few um, scenes, we are allowed to give drugs, but uh, anyways, we have to bring that patient um, to a to a doctor, and they they are, are about to um, improve this 
this okay. kind of stuff, but it's Good. very hard. Good. Yeah. I would feel like my hands are tied behind my back and I couldn't do what I needed to do. Oh, yes. I can, I can tell you that it is a big thing here. So it's a, it's a big deal here in Germany because a lot of people say I'm with, with my half foot in jail because you're basically not allowed to give drugs, to administer drugs. But I have decided for me that I was trained in uh, treating patients, right? I was trained in mm -hmm. um, administering drugs and doing IVs, IOs, uh, intubating and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And of course, I need the emergency physician for the legal stuff. But I am, I became, I, I, I've become a paramedic to help the people who are in need. That's a tough call, especially in an emergency. I mean, right. But if people are suffering, I mean, <laughs> a law shouldn't help, right? stand. No. Yeah, the law shouldn't stand in your way to help them. Oh, how frustrating! Um, what's yes. the What's the best part about being a paramedic for you? What is What keeps you going? What do you love about it? Well, there's so many stuffs. Uh, I, I could, <laughs> I I could uh, tell hours, but. Um, I love I love working with uh, so many different people. You, you're like the the first person um, on scene. You're the first yeah. person when when someone needs help and you see them at at their wildest situations and you, you have such a big variety of of uh, this the society. So you you see like everything mm -hmm. and that's that's a thing um, that showed me that we are all just humans so it doesn't matter if you have a billions on your uh on your debit card <laughs> or if you're um homeless mm -hmm. so we all have to to face um challenges but in the at the end of the day we're all humans and you can see that life is finite so you see the you see the millionaire millionaire uh suffering and just broke his leg and you see the uh the the homeless man who just broke his leg so mm -hmm. yeah we all bleed red all that's right that's right no, no one no one's going to bleed blue <laughs> <laughs> we hope shit okay so let's take a break and when we come back we're going to hear from strato about this stabbing incident and <laughs> how he overcame something tough like that so stay tuned We're back with Strato Dimas, our paramedic from Germany, who's got a stabby kind of story to share with us. Strato, take it away. So this story is a little bit crazy. And there was a call the dispatcher told us that we had to go to a patient who had stabbed himself. Um, he tried to injure himself with a knife and the police was already there. And okay. the, so the police called 911 here in Germany. Uh, so we came to the to the scene. The patient was sitting on the sofa. Uh, he was quite angry. He had a baseball bat in his hands. And do you, Vanessa, do you know patients who have this empty look in their eyes, like they're like yes. psychotic? 
Yes, like they're detached from their body right, almost. Right, mm -hmm. and then so ima imagine someone staring at you like this. Yep. I was I was very afraid of this situation, and the police wanted to de-escalate this situation, so they did not get in the room because he had this baseball bat, and they wanted to to talk him down so he could. Um, leave the, the baseball bat and put it on the ground so to de-escalate the situation. So I have to pause, like, because in America, police don't fucking de-escalate anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's awful, right? People get hurt here. Um, and so do the, do the officers there not carry firearms or do they carry they, firearms? They do, they do, but so, okay. uh, they, they do, like, never shoot. yeah. They don't use them and they did not shoot. Wow. Wow. Okay, keep going. I just like as as an American who sees who sees people get hurt from this the cops all yes. the time. And in this situation, it's <laughs> it just they wanted to de-escalate, which is great. Like that's what that should be what people try to do is to de-escalate first. Um but, that's but keep going. <laughs> Yeah, so the police tried to de-escalate this situation. They they did not get um, to this to the to this patient, and they could not de-escalate the situation. So so I tried to do my best, and uh, I tried to calm him a little bit down. I don't know how, but I got him to throw the baseball bat away on the ground. And Good. I yeah I I I'm, I don't know how, <laughs> but I did it. Were you alone, and or did you have a partner with you? I ha I have a partner. We always are uh, two on one ambulance. That's what I thought, yeah. but okay, good. He let me have a look on his uh, wounds on his um, his abdomen oh. because he actually he did not uh, stab himself. He injured him himself with the knife. Okay, um, so he cut. A little bit of his of his uh, belly, and so it was not too dramatic. So it sounds very dramatic. So there was there were a few injuries on his mm -hmm. abdomen, and he was he was sitting on the sofa, as I told. I tried and I talked to him, and he said yes when I when I asked to examine him and his wounds because I have to get close to him. He said, "Okay, yes, that's that's okay, that's cool." And he so he had thrown his baseball bat away. Right. So I thought there's there's nothing and, and no threat anymore. But during the examination, the patient suddenly grabbed a knife, um, a, a kitchen knife. <laughs> this knife was hidden between two pillows, and just wanted to to move and stab me. And I was like. A superman or whatever <laughs> i had like superpowers um, and my reflexes were so super fast and i jumped back and i did not get hurt i'm holding my breath right now i'm holding my breath and i'm nervous and i have goosebumps and I... yes me too uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is still this is honestly this is still a thing i try to uh, visualize not every day but that uh, life could really end at this moment. Yeah, and yeah. Anyways, let me let me uh, close this uh, this story. So the 
this situation just showed me that life could have end right now yeah it was really it was really hard <laughs> and yeah i didn't and notice this in this moment it, it came like a few days later it was like wow that, that was crazy <laughs> you were you were like about to die in, in this moment and that was uh, really hard after this call did you just have to return to work like it was nothing yes like so you just had to like pretend it didn't happen and take the next call yes this <laughs> exactly like that um, but i didn't f honestly i didn't feel like like i i need a break right now i okay. was like okay okay that was hard that was there was actually a man tried to trying to stab me and end my life but i need to work i have to to serve the other patients and um the other this the rest of the society there's um why should why, why should i stop working right now and a few days later um, i realized this that <laughs> i was about to to die <laughs> yeah um if you had needed a break in that situation does germany health systems or your employers have assistance for that or how does that work yes so um if you want or if you need a break you can like always tell your employer or the dispatcher and um call in sick and um tell them that you you don't feel well or you need a break you're like exhausted uh, you face fatigue or anything else Uh, you you're like in a psychological um, burn bur or you're burning out or anything like that or you're in an acute stress situation yeah okay you can you can call either your battalion chief uh, department officer or your uh, dispatcher or anyone of your employer and here in germany we have such Psycho, psychosocial um, emergency treat emergency teams psych okay. psychosocial emergency teams let's okay. call them like this in english okay i'm not sure what the what the right term is in, in the u.s but we have such such things is that team like social workers chaplains like psychologists what who is on that team just curious so it depends here in germany in our county a few priests who do this okay. job okay psychologists right yep, yep. Uh, they are also their colleagues to work with that and to handle this situation so we train our own employees our own paramedics and emts on the job for such situations very good so you made it through this situation. You went back to work like it was nothing. And then a few days later, you realized the gravity of the situation. And how did you, we all have bad days, maybe not that bad, <laughs> but how <laughs> did you move forward? What do you do to take care of yourself? And I imagine like anyone listening Like paramedics see some bad shit. They see death. They see terrible things. And there's, and you love your job. And so tell me what you yeah. do to get past all of that, to process that, and to take care of yourself. So there are a few, a few strategies I've built in the last couple, seven years, seven and a half years. 
Wow. Well, <laughs> one thing I've learned from this this situation I've told you with the man who tried to end my life uh, was that you know you, you have to learn to say no. For me, it's very important to realize because I don't want anything that doesn't fulfill me. Um, so I, I have to say no to such things. Um, so, and simultaneously, I say yes to me and my life. And that's how I can do this job because I focus on the important stuff. I focus on the good stuff and I don't uh, want me to, to get distracted by anything that disturbs me or my mm -hmm. purpose of life. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have decided to learn to say no to such things you don't want. That's a boundary. There are just people that if you surround yourself with family and friends that fulfill you that make you happy that bring good energy to you that's i mean i know not everybody has that choice but if you can make that choice and set those boundaries a little clearer might it might help that's good absolutely point. and that seems hard but i think it's the right way and i think because saying saying yes to my life will automatically attract like-minded people because i'm happy i do what fulfills me so you you get surrounded by people who get who can support you. Yeah. And that's how I learned to to get better and in my life and to to cope all also with with this life because when you get surrounded by those amazing people it's like I'm I'm not sure if anyone of you is familiar with the term gigo. It's 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 from the IT and it it means no. Um, garbage in garbage out so if you put <laughs> that's vigo uh, a, a, vigo yeah, okay I, that's that's a nice term um, because if you put in in the computer in your macbook garbage in so you you download and download and download any stuff you get viruses and uh -huh. all this stuff and malware and you you get just put garbage in this computer you don't have to expect the computer is about to doing great things and to perform well but if you put the good things in your mind in your system in your macbook <laughs> in your brain book <laughs> yeah. or whatever you you're going you're going to to perform better you're going to change your mindset you're going to change your thoughts about life about the important stuff and you're going to say yes to life and yes to what you do and that's one way to cope with such hard situations you face maybe like somebody trying to to stab you <laughs> <laughs> to because... take that a step further if you download garbage and you never clean it out or take the garbage out there's also something about cleansing that away that you could apply to your life as well that like the bad stuff bad stuff is normal having hard things in your life is normal. So I, I also don't want to say that if you just fill your life with good things, then you'll be better because I think it's, because it's not just that, right? Like the hard things are there and they teach us and they, they make us stronger in some senses or you download it and you archive it. <laughs> however you want to, however you want right. to put right. it through that. But sometimes the hard stuff teaches us too. So I kind of, I wanted to slip that in there because. That's 
absolutely right. I I've if if anyone has heard episode zero, I consider myself to have gone through some pretty hard shit. And I think everybody goes through hard shit. I don't think that that is unique to me or to Strato, but then how you take that and put it in your archive or make it part of your mainframe, if we're going to stick with this computer analogy, <laughs> um, like <laughs> it, it, it can become a part of you. Just like when you experience a loss or grief, like that does get better with time, but it's always with you, for example, but like not, a, we have to acknowledge it. I think that that is important. And then I think surrounding yourself with people that'll support you is, that's not easy to do strato. Like, how did you do that? How did you, how did you create these boundaries and find the good people? How do you find good people? How do I find good people and how do I get rid of bad people? <laughs> that's a very good questions and very wide questions to answer. It is very hard and the people don't like to get, to get um, pushed back or, I'm not sure if this is the right term, but I think you know what I'm yeah. to say. Nobody likes being told no, which right. I, I don't, I don't, I totally get it. How do I get, how, how do I do this? And you want to be kind, right? You don't want to be like terrible to somebody. You just want to be kind and say no and set your, set a healthy boundary. But then like what I struggle with, especially in the pandemic is finding genuine, healthy connections so you kind of said that you put that good energy out there and it attracted good energy people so have you heard the term energy vampire have you heard yes that? Yes. yes so you got rid, of, rid your, of you got rid of your energy vampires and you got people that helped you live your best life now how did you do that like where are these people call me where, i'm available where are these people i, I think <laughs> I think this is if you if you decide to to go this step to do this step and to to go further you're going to say you seem like happier when you when you decide this for yourself and it's very hard to explain <laughs> I think I think honestly this situation helped me because this situation changed um, in the in past sense it changed my life yeah. it was you should be aware that your life is finite and there is there's nothing guaranteed there's nothing promised life is not a dress rehearsal right right because yes you have to you have to act now and you're not going to get a second chance there is we have to be aware of this fact we don't have to i mean I was at this when this man tried to try to end my life. I was twenty three or twenty four years old. Wow! Imagine imagine that you you have to be aware that your life is finite, and there is no dress rehearsal. So yeah. we should start right now. And it do when you wake up, you have to w visualize your future is going to be bright. And yes. That's also why I have um, in my whole whole apartment here lots of visuals around me. I have um, lots of images that show me this stuff every day. And I'm sure at work you're reminded you're reminded of how finite life is because you see life end at your job. That's right. We may see see this in in the job, but there is this 
thing in the medicine, in the in the paramedicine, in the pre-hospital care. We don't want to get touched emotionally, so we get this this, this emotional distance. Mm-hmm. I see a l- lots of people who don't want to face this are not aware of that the, the life is finite, and when something happens, they are like, "Wow, th- this could." also happened me really mm-hmm. but i'm a paramedic mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why i like to work with uh, little visuals yeah and positive affirmations i practice also gratitude like every day that's part of my morning routine how do you do that do you just say something or do you write something down i write something down with my hands so i do uh, i do it not on the the phone or on the pc i write it down and for me, the, the main part is to write a reason also to this. So I'm grateful for my life or I'm grateful for my clothes or my um, day to day because I and so on. Yeah. Okay. I think this is very important. So you can get in this gratitude feeling and in this emotion because you you feel this in another way. Did you learn that somewhere or did you have to teach yourself i've read a book oh okay yes but it's in german <laughs> yeah it's the the 40 plus x method so oh okay by uh, michael court court well maybe i'll i'll try to google it and see if i can find an english copy because i actually I actually bought a book that a previous guest recommended too. So like y'all have good recommendations. Um, Strato, I love talking to you. Where can people connect with you if they're like, I want to learn more about this? Or maybe they, I, I, I like what you're saying about your daily practice and how you live your life. And maybe we have some good energy people that want to find your good energy. How can they find you? So first of all, thank you for um, for this experience and for this opportunity, and to all of you guys out there who want me want to join me uh, on my journey, follow me on Instagram Strato underline EMT. Very good. And I would love to get in touch with you and to interact with you. That's awesome. Strato, thank you so much for joining the show. And I love following you. So we'll stay connected. Listeners, you know what to do to get a hold of me. I will be back in your ears next week. You can extend a dose of support even further by visiting us on Facebook, Instagram, on our website, or by giving us a rating or review. You can always support the show monetarily on patreon.com slash dose of support. Dose of Support is written, organized, emails, edited, produced, published, all the things by me, Vanessa Casper, with exclusive music by John Schreier. I'm punching out this week but I will be back in your ears next week for another Dose of Support.